Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. $100 is the cap. Clothing and shoes. It's funny. They actually have a list of things. We had some fun with that yesterday. Uh, we thought that we'd talk about it a little bit with Mark Boughton, uh, Commissioner of Connecticut Revenue Services here on Brian & Company. Mark, good morning. How are you? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, so tax-free week, you know, the, I, I, logistically, I mean, you've done this for a while now. This just the, There's a way to on the computers that just automatically does it at checkout. Like people don't have to worry about it or double-check it. It just happens. Yeah, basically, uh, like you said, we've done it for a while. All, most of the retail uh, business out there understands to adjust their registers, if you will. Definitely the online folks, they they get it as well. And, and remember, um, it's $100 per item. So you could buy 10 items in one purchase at, at $1,000, but if each one is 100 or less, you won't be charged sales tax. So keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Can you exp- – I mean, maybe we talked about this last year. I don't remember – but why is it capped at 100 and why is it just clothes and shoes? Uh, that's a decision made by the legislature that goes back a long time. This this program has been in place for a while. Remember, we did an extra one in um, the spring uh, for our family. So, and we had we did have sporting goods and things like that that were included. So, this is the second round. This one is the annual one that happens and it's it's pretty specific on the cap and what's included and what isn't. But um, look, at the end of the day, it's still a good deal. Um, sure. You know, go out there and, and, and buy the stuff you need to buy for your child and uh, get them ready for the school year. Just See, I, I, don't, I don't know, Mark. I mean, is there a logic to it? Is it just they don't – the big ticket items, they want to keep the revenue? Or, I mean, do you know what the logic is? Well, generally, this, this week – and remember, this thing was crafted, you know, years ago, and it, it, it was a big hit to the budget. We didn't – we weren't running big surpluses. So um, this is about a 10 to $15 million week for us in terms of loss of revenue. Sure. So. Um, at that time when this statute was put in, you know, it, it definitely cost a lot of money to do that. Now, we had a great year this year. Hopefully next year will be equally as good. So and they can look at maybe opening it up and including some other items or raising the cap, either yeah. one or I both. Mean, I, and, and, again, I'm not, like, I'm not pushing an issue. I just I was wondering if it was arbitrary. And, obviously, the bigger ticket item, the more revenue you lose. But in, a, in an era where you have a couple billion dollars in the rainy day fund and there's a, a real race to give – uh, something back to taxpayers. It mean, it, you know, it strikes me as something that would really be like an instant stimulus, if you will, because it would boost sales, right? I mean, you'd have a sales boost, plus people get to keep a, a, a little bit of money. We're talking with Mark Boughton, uh, Commissioner of Connecticut Revenue Services. I, the other thing is, is there any discussion to do it twice a year, like every year? Because it, to me, like back to school makes total sense, and then like spring going into summer makes total sense. And I understand it's a luxury based on the fiscal situation of the state, but if if things stayed stable, would it be something you'd support or no? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, um, this year the spring one was really successful, like you mentioned, because a lot of kids are rolling into that summer uh, sporting, you know, clothing kind of year, and they need cleats and all kinds of stuff like that. So we saw a, a nice bounce on that in sporting goods stores and just regular retail operations. So definitely something that would be on the table if we run a, a big surplus. But remember, I'm also mailing out um, 
tens of millions of dollars of checks on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week to go along with this in the form of the child tax rebate. So that's just another program Governor Lamont is offering in addition to all kinds of stuff that, that you're seeing coming down uh, uh, the pipe for people. So it's um, a time when we're trying to help with inflation and what families are going through. And, and we're giving over $600 million back to the taxpayers of the state. You know, obviously, you know, from a revenue perspective, uh, things were strong last year, whether it's uh, has to do with the stock market or, or, or other reasons. But how, you know, the, what do you flip the fiscal year, July 1? Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, how, I mean, it's only been a short time, but uh, do you have a sense of like year over year trending? Is it is it the same? Is it is it a little softer? It's definitely a little softer. Um, you know, real estate is starting to you know take a little bit longer. Um, we get a, the conveyance fee was through the roof the last few years. Right. Uh, capital gains is is a, a little bit off, just a little bit, and that's one of the reasons why you have to be very measured and thoughtful about all these tax programs. You don't want to have to go back and say to people, "Well, we can't do that anymore," so now you're going to pay more. That's the worst case scenario, particularly um, with all the national, international uh, certainty that's going on. So, I mean, the governor's been very smart about taking a very measured approach to this. Um, and next year, if it's a good year as well, maybe not quite as good, but still a good year, we'll, we'll ratchet taxes back a little bit more. I mean, that's really the objective. We want to cut taxes and make it easier for Connecticut's families. Yeah, and in last year, it's like, I don't know, I don't know if it's unprecedented, but a, a definitely a rare set of financial dynamics in the state for sure. Uh, Mark Boughton from the Connecticut Revenue Services. I don't know from a staffing perspective. Obviously, you're not the IRS. You know, there's so much talk about this 87,000 agents and so on and so forth. From your perspective, has the IRS been understaffed the last few years? Yes, they they are notoriously understaffed. So it's actually more of just a backfilling of all of the positions that have been vacant for some cases a decade. So um, I think they'll welcome that. But look, um, my feeling is on staffing. That's important. You know, we couldn't run DRS without staff, but also it's technology. And in DRS, we're developing a analytic unit that'll be able to do an analysis very quickly to tell you what's happening out there in taxes, who's paying, who's not paying, how do we close the tax liability? That's the gap that goes on out there. You know, what do we do about the underground economy of cash and where should we audit? If you could deploy your folks that way and smartly and know how to do that, um, you can raise in Connecticut alone, billions of dollars in taxes that should have been paid that weren't. So that's the direction I'm taking our agency in um, because we know that hiring people is expensive and, you know, it's benefits and salaries and things like that. Um, Although you do get a good rate of return uh, on DRS when you hire an auditor. Um, So we're going to need a few of those. But more importantly, I want to have software and I want to use algorithms to understand exactly what's happening out there and how we can maximize our return uh, of what the person's tax liability is. Now, only because you're a person who knows a lot about this stuff, and I'm a person who knows very little about this stuff. So if this is a question too outside of your zone, then feel free to pass. But I'm curious about the, the corporate the corporate tax side of things. I don't know how it works. I mean, are they, you know, because I, I covered the business world, you know, for several years, and I know how creative their, their tax attorneys and internal counsel and all that stuff is, and to... I mean, there, it's become a thing for companies to do what they can to pay as little as possible in taxes. And you understand because it increases profits. You return more money to shareholders, et cetera. But with this 15% you know, minimum, does that mean there's no wiggle room? Like there's no clever ta- tax attorneys that are going to be able to find a workaround? 
Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? I mean, uh, all attorneys, that's their job, right? They get paid to try to save their company money. So, and, and CPAs that work for those companies, things like that. So, yeah, um, I do think it would be helpful. Um, you know, remember that only applies to those companies that make more than a billion dollars a year. Um, but by eliminating the possibility of paying zero in taxes, um, it simply just puts us on the same footing as places like uh, uh, in Europe and in other countries that have been very successful. Um, it, it is a problem um, because we have so many allowable deductions and carry forwards that these companies don't necessarily pay a lot. On the, on the flip side of that, in Connecticut, um, we have some great corporate partners that do pay their fair share. Somebody asked that question before last session. I went through and looked at um, a lot of our corporate uh, partners, and they're paying big money uh, to the state of Connecticut. So they don't they don't avoid their liability if they're here. But internationally and nationally, it's a problem. Yeah. Mark, great stuff. I really appreciate your willingness to answer questions that are just outside of tax-free week because, you know, I just tend to ask the stuff that I'm curious about and because you see stuff – in in um, you know in the newspapers and such, and you just want to get clarification for our audience. So we appreciate it. No problem. Get out there and do some spending, local yeah. stores. <laughs> do some shopping, baby. Uh, Mark, thank you. <laughs> Mark Boughton, uh, Commissioner of Connecticut Revenue Services here on Bryan and Company. Uh, really, you know, interesting stuff. I you know that's the takeaways for me are, you know, the legislature set the hundred dollars and they set the sh- shoes and clothing and. And you don't want to overpromise and then have to roll it back in di- different fiscal times. But, you know, maybe they should revisit it. And, and you know, if it's been several years, uh, times have changed, maybe it's it's time to, to adjust that. I mean, I think they would just completely goose consumer spending, right? I mean, it would really uh, get things going. But uh, Tax-Free Week starts on Sunday. And if you want to have a laugh, you can go look at the list of <laughs> of things but it's clothing and shoes uh, they're like it's like handkerchiefs but not this and not that it was really fun i found it funny maybe it's because i'm a dork we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.